I, I don't got time to mark this motherfucker. Here we go again. We can't hear anybody. Nobody can talk to anybody. You guessed it, Pressure Points, with your two favorite hosts, I'm D, and this is Dynamite AJ. We're coming at you with Season 6, Episode 33, The Humanitarian War Criminal. I'm going to be telling the best example of the duality of man, so put on your thinking caps, strap in, and let's get to us. Find us on Instagram, Patreon, and PointsOpressureGod.com, baby. Well, turn the fucking thing off, you dumbass. Welcome back uh, to Take D. Yeah, to Take D. Despite always. despite the soundboard being the exact same for three years. It's because I wasn't looking at it. <laughs> you still managed <laughs> to hit the wrong button. I was watching you click record and I hit the, <laughs> oh, and you just, the wrong thing. You, you blind fired it? Yeah. That's dangerous. You guys didn't hear it, so sorry oh. about that. But uh, yeah, how was your week? Oh, busy. Yeah. I held off, or I pushed off all my homework until today. Hey, did you finish it all? Yeah. Oh, good. I was, was like, rough. do you still have more to do? No, no. <laughs> Thank goodness, no. But it was, I, I've i got like, everything's kind of blurry <laughs> in my eyes. Uh, and I, I can't remember the, the previous week. Played a lot of Starfield, I think. Yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that after this, too. Yeah, same. That's why this episode is ready at 9 <laughs> instead of 11. Instead of, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We got to go, not only is that the two official numbers of pressure points, 9 and 11. <laughs> oh, yes, true, yeah. But it's the yeah. only time we record is either at 9 or 11. Yeah, that's it's in the charter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know where I was going with that. I just wanted to make a 9-11 joke. Oh. Now that we're after 9-11, it's okay. You can make those yeah, jokes. It's right? two weeks now. Is it? But yeah, yeah. Good God, this month is I know. cruising. It, really, we have a week left in September. Holy shit! Yeah. And not even that. It's less than a week because a week left in September would still go till next Sunday. We only got till Saturday for September to be over. Okay, that I'm glad you clarified. I don't. I don't know dates. I know you don't. Yeah, we're going. That's or, your tism. It'll yeah, get it you. is. Every time <laughs> dates. No dates I've, are AJ's tism. I about a week ago I booked. A little cabin. So 15 for, days ago. Um, yeah, something like that. <laughs> it could be anywhere between four and 15 days. It was either one month ago or yesterday. Anywhere yeah, I, in between Anywhere there. between there. <laughs> I, I booked, I paid for a little cabin that we're going on Ooh, our anniversary. Nice. Where is it? Tell me the address. The Tell address? Everyone. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to go pick it your, your anniversary. Yeah. That would be, oh, that would be so much fun. No, I've, I convinced my wife. I mean, I can say we're going to, we're going to be spending one of the days in Canyonlands. And I convinced her to go hiking. So oh, Jesus. Joke's on her. We're hiking all through Canyonlands. <laughs> She's going to not like it. <laughs> It'll Happy be great. anniversary to one of you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if I'm paying. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus if Christ. I'm, well, I'm only paying for the hotel. Yeah. Or for the, the cabin. And the park entrance fee. So, you know, we split it. Yeah, there you go. But no, I'm I'm, since we booked it, I'm like, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do school shit. Yeah. I don't want to do work shit. Yeah, you're just ready for vacay. Uh, I feel you. And we had to book it because it, it books up fast. So, uh, yeah. 
I knew. I was like, I I usually like to hold off until like a yeah. couple days before, but Ugh. it's a busy spot and a busy time. Nah, dude, so. you got to schedule everything in advance now. I know. Ugh. But, but we we're fun. excited. Lots of other places that we're going to go in the area. Good Not stuff. Arches. We're saving that for you and your significant other. Oh, thank you. Yeah. One of these days. One of, one of these. One of these days will go. One of these sometime. Yeah, someday. We It'll go never on, happen. We gotta go on a cruise first. I would love to. How much is a cruise? I don't I don't know. My girlfriend knows all yeah, the details. Please she, ask she her. She has all the all the details and shit for it. So. Please ask her so that I can start saving up. Yeah. I because... re- I so badly want to go on one. Because I could feasibly, depending on nursing, you know, getting into the nursing field, depending on when I uh, take my NCLEX. Yeah, then you can pay for all of us to go. No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I'm not even going to pay for my wife. (laughs) She has to save up. Now, you know, once once I'm in nursing, I can probably save up a little bit because I have a six-month window before the student loans start being paid. So. I don't know. It would be nice if we could do like a summer cruise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as far as I know, cruise. like if you do it in February or March, it's always cheaper. We might be able to swing a March. Yeah. So. Maybe. I don't know. But then you can also do like Alaskan cruises in like May and June and it's not as hot and shit. So. I'd love to do one of those. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. flying. You're going to have to deal with me flying on a plane. <laughs> I love flying. I get so anxious. Oh, that we, I, we have things for that. You're okay. Oh, no. I, I self-medicate. <laughs> the second the the steward comes around, I say, hey, Tennessee honey and a Coke. Yeah. And I just, it's gone in the second it shows up. And then I cruise for the flight. <laughs> then I'm fine. But And then I have to put on how it's made. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, my tism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a drink on planes. Oh, uh, it's love rough. Flying, but it's I mean, fair. it's definitely not for everybody. I like it, but they're they're just a couple. Like when we're taking off and when we're landing, hate it. That's fair. Because anybody, if, if we're really uh, if we're flying, I mean, if you're gonna, I'm if, gonna die. If you're I gonna don't crash care. a plane at any time, it's gonna be when you take off or when you land. Well, it's not yeah, gonna be and, while you're just cruising. And you could happen. survive if you're taking off or landing. Yeah, yeah. If we're but you know still cruising, suck. we'll still be miserable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's why I don't I don't want to survive. If I'm in an airplane crash, I want to be dead. I want cease. I'm not putting on the mask. That's I will cease to exist. And I'm fine with that. I can live okay. with that. But I can't live with the, you survived an airplane taking off and crashing or landing and crashing. And now there's, you know, 300 dead people or whatever. Oh. And, and my, <laughs> and my legs selfish. don't work. I'm too selfish. I'm like, oh, I would prefer that. No, you'd but prefer I, to survive. But if I lose a limb, yeah, then I'll just that's insure, what I'm then I'll ensure I die in the in the plane crash. Yeah, you'll pull uh, all I'll just go- <laughs> I'll just hold my breath. Like <laughs> fuck it, yeah. whatever. No, you'll I'll hold you'll, my breath uh, and roll around in jet fuel and I'm like I'm set. set. Yeah. No, you'll you'll pull up. you'll pull uh, all is quiet on the western front. You'll yeah. get a spoon and just Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Go watch that movie. If yeah. you like history. Yeah, it's actually Go uh, watch that movie. Watch it in good, German. It's so good. Good lead-in for this uh, for this episode. Oh, it is? Yes. That's okay. good. So, All right. Uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, you didn't tell me about your week. Oh, I didn't do shit. Perfect. All right, let's go. I, I went to you a played wedding. Starfield and I you went, went to a wedding. a wedding that was fucking phenomenal, and I made connections with people that I should have known better that 
Like, I thought there was hard feelings there. There weren't. And now I know there's not. And, and we're so all you, in you gave much them, better places. Yeah. You gave them the pressure points, like, nah. business no, card, we actually, right? We actually did talk about the show. Hell yeah. yeah. Hello. They, I mean, both of them both of them already knew about it. And one was like, yeah, I've been listening to you <gasps> like, since you started. I was like, oh, thank you. Hello. So, Welcome. Yeah. yeah. No, no hard feelings. It was actually a very, like mentally calming weekend nice so it was good. i forgot to clean yeah. out the garage that's okay we'll I'll get a notice on tuesday we'll get a notice yeah <laughs> and then clean it out yeah oh and I'm uh, home all week so i almost forgot but uh what month is it september we just talked okay about this. i know i know sorry something else came up i remember that there's a movie coming out this fall that i totally forget that i want to watch in yeah. theaters and i totally forgot about it and then it's fall, so now I need to look up when it actually comes out. Oh, I see. And then the other thing is, welcome 13% of our viewers from Portugal this month. Yeah. I have no idea cool. how you found this podcast. Hello, Portugal. Hello. Thanks for tuning in. And then Germany is is third. Yeah. Which will, is great. This will be a phenomenal one for Germany. <laughs> yeah. Because we're going to go back to Germany, 1868. Ah, good year. Uh, good year. Fritz Haber, or Haber, however, I don't care how you want to pronounce it, but I'm calling him Fritz Haber. Uh, he was born to Siegfried and Paula. Now. Those are, I love, I Siegfried, love these names. Oh, it, They're yeah, so I know, good. Dude. It's, this is an old school, like, German Jew episode. Man. Hell yeah. Um, so Siegfried and Paula had kind of a, their families didn't really approve of their relationships. Or their relationship. Oh, uh, it's a West Side Story, ancient or yeah. ancient Germany, eighteen hundreds Germany. Right. Uh, reason being that they were first cousins. Ah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I understand. So, when Fritz was born, he partially solved the problem of them being first cousins because his mother had complications and three weeks after he was born she died oh so solves the problem now the the first cousin's gone now all the neighbors won't know that you know you're incestuous and the uh the family <laughs> and is, you won't have more the family's all got grandkids and if i know anything every family just wants grandkids they don't yeah, give right? a shit about their actual kids <laughs> uh, so fritz grew up observing and practicing Many, many, many German traditions. Uh, uh, schnitzel? German and Jewish traditions, sorry. Schnitzel and Yom um, Kippur? Yeah, but uh, he wasn't, he and his father weren't like practicing Jews, I guess. Yeah, is the best yeah, way to put like it. there's some cultural and ethnic influences, yeah. but not necessarily practicing the religion yeah. constantly. Um, he himself identified more German than Jew. Um, and, uh, his father ended up remarrying, having, um, like three daughters with his new wife and was basically just like ignored Fritz because Fritz was what killed Paula, his cousin, uh, his wife, <laughs> his wife uh, uh, and so there was a lot of animosity between, uh, Fritz and his father. Um, oh, now I'm going to interrupt you and derail you just for a moment. Okay. I this was like, is, don't do it too much because no, this is no. a long episode. No, I, I won't. This is this is something I came across, and it is pertinent. Did you see that Marjorie Taylor Greene wished a happy celebration of Yom Kippur to her Jewish followers? No. On on Twitter, 
She oh said like, God. you know, best wishes or whatever. I don't, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was definitely for Yom Kippur. Uh, oh and it had a, uh, oh fuck, the word just left my brain. The, the candles. Oh, uh, uh yeah. Hanukkah, the, the Hanukkah yeah, menorah. 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 It had the menorah on it for Yom Kippur. So it's obvious. She's so She stupid. just opened Canva and typed in Jewish. Yeah, she just typed in Jew. Yeah. Uh, and no, I she love just it. typed in Semite. <laughs> yeah, yeah Semite. God, dude. Uh, Israelite. Yeah. <laughs> like she typed in anti-Semite, and there was the circle with the slash through it, and then the menorah. And she was like, "I usually use those in tandem, but, <laughs> but this, this time, time I'll just do the." I'm menorah. trying to get on their good side, so I'll, you, it's already bitch. on there. She has to delete like, it. She just went. I don't want them to aim their space lasers at me. Yeah. Fucking dumb bitch. Okay, I just, that's it. That's it. I just wanted to mention that <laughs> it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Uh, okay, so so, so uh, cousin fuckers dead. Yeah, other cousin fuckers alive. Yeah. So an incest baby uh, is is ignored. Yeah, alive and well. Um, well, alive. So when the opportunity came for him to leave home, um, he hopped right on board. Uh, he. Always was drawn to chemistry, and so when God, he I tested out me. of high school, I know, right? Uh, when he tested out of high school, he was he was pointed in that direction already. His father uh, pushed him to stay and work at like the family dye company, um, but he was like, "No, I need to, I need to do more." And there was a lot of like back and forth where, like, he graduated with his bachelor's and came back and studied and like helped to develop a new way for his family to do dyes and then left again and his dad was like come back and work in sales whatever it's just like he had a very back and forth relationship with his father but i think it was only because his dad saw him as a means for income yeah i mean that, um, that isn't that what every parent in the 1800s <laughs> saw their children as yeah, really isn't that well. why they had a million of them well it's just fucked because his dad didn't give a shit about him until well yeah until until, until he, he could, could create the novel business dye grow, yeah. processes and things like that so um he he goes off to college and he actually studies fritz studies alongside robert bunsen um creator of the oh, bunsen burner i was gonna say of the of bunsen burner for yeah. fame um, and renowned uh, at, chemist. Yeah. At 22 years old, he begins working as a professor's assistant, um, and eventually, within a year, becomes like pretty much well a full time like researcher slash professor. Oh, that's at like badass. 22, 23. That's awesome. This kid is a fucking rising star prodigy. He's a Nile red. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that same year, um, he was attending a dance lesson. As strange as it might sound. Uh, but he's he's kind of a socialite. Like yeah, gotta have some hobbies. Yeah, he's out of the lab. He's succeeding in college, but like he has connections everywhere. Like the guy just gets along with everyone. He's an entertainer. He's the opposite of both of us. Yeah, I mean he's not what you would imagine in a chemist. Like yeah, yeah. This guy sticks out like a sore thumb, and a lot of people really love him for the way that he acts in these social settings. Um, so he goes to this dance lesson and. This is where Fritz meets Clara. Um, it is. It's Clara. Yeah, Clara. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's fucking love at first sight. Uh, at least from his point of view, he sees oh, no. her. He is immediately drawn to her. They lock eyes. Um, they dance with one another, and he's just enamored. 
with this woman. He's like, he's, he talks to her and she has such a different way of speaking um, because she grew up in, so she grew up as a farm girl in a fairly wealthy Jewish family, right? Um, she's extremely independent. She is extremely feminist. And this is 1890. Mm-hmm. It this, is, is, this is when the ghosts are starting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, it's not like a common thing for an independent young woman to be going to college that's like, hey, I want to just get through college by my own hand. Um, and after, like, she also knew that there was a spark there with Fritz, but she pulled herself back into reality and she said, hey, look, I want to be with you as well, but right now it doesn't make any sense. He proposes. He says, hey, I would love to marry you, but mind you, he's he's got his PhD. Like, he's done. Yeah. And he's working on research. He's already working in his career. Yeah, he's in the field. And she's just starting college and she's like I, I i need to catch up so he proposes and she says you know although i would like to accept i want to be financially independent until i graduate which is like what fuck a dude. woman like imagine imagine somebody saying that to you in 1890 yeah like that's crazy god damn and i mean that's exactly what she did uh for the next 11 years Jesus. she continues continues her education what is she going to school for god damn chemistry she's going oh she's all also a in, chemist all in on chemistry damn. um and in 1901 she receives her phd from the university of breslau and she's the first woman in this college to receive a phd badass her thesis is displayed four years after her graduation by the college to inspire more young women to enroll and graduate and get their PhD. And it works. Um, and like I said, it may have taken 11 years, uh, but Clara and Fritz meet back up in 1901. Fritz proposes and Clara says yes. So they get married in 1901 and Clara always said that she man, they really have a lot of chemistry. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, a lot of chemistry so between sorry. these two. Uh, she always said that she loved Fritz for his mind and his social ability. That means he's got a small dick. Yeah, right. right? I've heard that before. <laughs> she says uh, he was always there with a clever joke. He was always loyal and devoted to his friends, putting everyone's happiness over his own, which is true. This isn't the only account of how charismatic and friendly Fritz was to his friends. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before the episode, but this guy was friends with fucking Albert Einstein. And I think in the 1920s, when Einstein was filing for divorce, Fritz was the one that helped him with the divorce, helped him get through it, helped him fucking figure things out with all of it. Like he's he's a he's a really good dude. He's a good yeah. bro. He's he's a good friend to have in your corner. Yeah, solid bro. Um, plus he's a chemist in the early 1900s, so yeah, he so can literally you, make anything for yeah, you. Yeah, he can make anything happen. Um, so about four years earlier, around like 1897, uh, Clara had converted to Christianity, 
Damn. And about three or four years before that, Fritz had converted to Christianity. However, uh, he converted to Lutheranism, and um, he, for him, it was more of a career move. His response and reasoning for it was that if he's not Jewish, if he's not listed as a, a German Jew, um, he has a better chance at moving up in the military and he has a better chance at finding a good career, which is, I mean, yeah, we always talk about World War II, but pre-World War II, it was Jews were welcome in Germany, but it was faux pas, like not faux pas, but it was it still wasn't a grand environment. Yeah, we, we went over that in that earlier episode where we yeah. started like the rise of anti-Semitism exactly. in the early 1700s and shit like that. Yeah, it was, you could be here. We're going to talk about you behind your back. Yeah. Uh, that thing. one was like i have no idea <laughs> i think that's the one where you called oppenheimer a nazi on accident yeah um <laughs> i corrected myself in that episode though i just yeah, want to yeah, clarify yeah. it's just it's so much worse i was thinking in late 2023 because it really it's like how did he not know <laughs> i didn't i have not watched the movie yet um i i thought in my brain my brain said Werner von braun and my mouth said oppenheimer two very different Hey, physicists. I have had plenty of Freudian slips on this <laughs> yeah. show, so but you're, what a you're slip. in the clear. What a fucking slip. What a slip, fucking though. slip. Jesus Christ. Um, so, so, yeah, both now Christian, um, and as is Christian tradition in early 1900s, after about a year of marriage, Clara has her first child. Um, she gives birth to their first and only child, Herman, or Erman. Erman. Um, and the birth of their son kind of puts Clara, who's who has been thriving at this point after just being a fucking like feminist symbol in Germany. Um, it kind of pulls her from what she loves. Uh, she isn't able to being study independent and doing chemistry. Yeah, she isn't able to study chemistry as much. Um, a lot of her research projects or projects that she has been working on have to go by the wayside because um, Herman is v he's sick often. Probably and, from all the chemicals that they're bringing yeah, into the yeah, house. Right, that, that it's always on I, fucking Fritz's clothes. Herman, have you seen this asbestos? <laughs> Let me put some in your crib. Uh, so yeah, she she kind of starts to slip her happiness starts to fade away she starts to argue a little bit more often with fritz um because i mean everything that she's worked for like her whole life leading up to this moment and now she's she feels like a shell of what she was before you know and i mean she she doesn't feel like there's a way out you know yeah. yeah um so Fritz's research, however, uh, continue. His studies just, get, like, he gets even further into his studies and everything, and he's more or less, like, driving in an opposite direction of Clara. And um, because she's unable to focus on what she loves, and they had so much in common with chemistry, when Fritz buckles down... It's hard for his family life to keep up with him on the same trajectory, right? Yeah. Um, but luckily, Fritz saw this a little bit early. 
Um, and instead of his usual approach, which was like, hey, we need to get out of the house and go see friends. Instead, he realizes that the best thing that he can do to help Clara is to bring that sociable side of things to her. So um, he starts arranging and planning dinner parties so that I would she can attend them. I would strangle him. I hate being social. I know, but that's because you're autistic. Yeah. Um, so he he starts putting these dinner parties together. He starts bringing friends over, including her, including Herman. And it brings her out of this slump. And she starts researching again. And, she, and they kind of split things with Herman. And it opens up this phenomenal, like, level of communication between the two where she's finally able to get back to do what she wanted and she's able to take care of their kid. He's able to to continue with his studies and help with things at home. I was going to say, a man, a man in the early 1900s yeah. <laughs> thinking of his wife. Surprisingly enough. And then, yeah, yeah like, trying to work together almost, almost as equals. It's almost. really interesting because I feel like, like there was such a love and understanding between these two with how successful both of them were and how prominent both of them were that it was just like, God, like this is not standard. Usually it's husband as usual as his 1900 tradition abuses wife, ignores son, goes off to war, comes home with PTSD and continues to do the exact same thing yeah. before he left. But this one, it, it's nice to see that like at least – it was a a happier home, and there was compromise that was going on. Yeah, and he's he's putting out effort to yeah. help her mental health. Exactly, like, that's a big deal. Um, so, uh, yeah, he he introduces this balance back into her life, and Clara starts to consult and assist on research that Fritz is doing. Yeah, oh, that that's like. The go-to yeah, if you're two chemists who get married, dream. of course you're gonna like tag team shit and work together on that. Exactly. Like, God. Um, in his first published textbook, he actually makes sure that the very first page, um, when you open it, it states that it's dedicated to his wife, thanking her for her collaboration. Like, which is yeah. fucking huge. So she, uh, yeah, a female collaborated on a on a chemistry textbook. That's a big yeah. deal. Uh, so in the early 1900s, a lot of the world is has this big worry that the human population is never going to go above 1.5 billion people, which now oh, I'm God, like, oh, I that wish. would be so nice. Back then, this isn't so much a, oh, population, like we need to grow to be fucking massive, they're like, it's not going to grow to be more than one and a half billion because of starvation and how frequently people are starving. Yeah, like we're we're not at our current capacity. We're not able to provide enough food to yeah. go beyond this population. Exactly yeah. that. So Germany itself was producing. Yeah, our current enough... number is eleven billion. Did you know that? Oh, delightful. Yeah. Um. So Germany at the time was producing enough food, growing enough food that they were able to keep 30, 30 million people fed, but there would still be about 20 million people that would starve that year, which is just like, 
That's a that's, that's a, a lot, lot of people. Of people yeah. starving. Almost fifty percent of your population. That's fucked. Um, so a big focus on this is the fact that Germany has all of this extra land, all of this really good fitting farmland, but they can't grow plants on it because the nitrogen levels in that soil isn't enough to sustain plant growth. Okay. So this is before nitrogen fixing. Yep. Awesome. Um, So there was a, a lot of utilization of manure and guano that they would put in the soil, but these are kind of cornered markets and there are places that would need it a hell of a lot more than Germany did. And so it's hard to get your hands on these natural fertilizers. And up to this point, uh, like industry produced fertilizer isn't a thing. It, yeah, it yeah. doesn't it's, exist. If yet. you want fertilizer, you, you go get yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so Fritz decides to dedicate all of his time and focus into solving world hunger, literally. Uh, and surprisingly enough, in 1909, he does the impossible. Uh, he discovers a way to break nitrogen's extremely tight bonds. Um, and he discovers this through utilizing the nitrogen that's literally just in the air around us. He's not having to go like get actual nitrogen. He just takes a tank, compresses it, adds heat, introduces a little bit of hydrogen, and that splits that nitrogen molecule. They bond to the hydrogen, and it creates ammonia. And you're able to bind ammonia with a few other chemicals to create fertilizer. And yeah. this is monumental. Oh, it's it's huge. Like, the, the use of ammonia in fertilizers is also something that I kind of know a little bit about, which is a weird thing to know about, but it, it's a huge deal because that ammonia, when... When it's um, mixed with water, you know, when you go to water your plants and stuff, it can, like, dissolve the nitrogen out into the soil. It's amazing because it takes this industry that was hard to access previously, and he works alongside this other this other chemist, Bosch, and uh, Bosch— Is it B-O-S-C-H? Yeah. Like, uh, of the company, Bosch? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I don't think it's the exact same guy, um, but Bosch— figures out a way to commercialize it and do it in huge, huge amounts. So in 1909, they're just like, hey, world, here's fucking Here fertilizer. It's a huge deal. We can deal. feed so many more people on like a massive scale now. Now, all of these places in Germany that you couldn't grow crops, 20 million people can suddenly eat, which is a fucking Game changer. Oh yeah, and it, it wasn't it. It ended up being cheaper and, yeah. in the long run than getting like the manure and stuff like well, that. Yeah, I mean, unless the you only, already had the it. The only and even thing then, that you have to acquire it. for this now is a way to compress the air that's around us. Yeah, and adding hydrogen. That is it. That's all that you need. Which is just yeah, and hydrogen. You simple. know, super common yeah. elements like. Um, so I mean this. This discovery and this advancement is hailed as one of the greatest advancements for like humans. Yeah, by it's far. a huge deal. Um, today, it, it's that it's so important. It's in Civ games. It's in Civ Six. <laughs> damn. I mean, today itself, over eighty percent of ammonia that's produced 
is used in fertilizer production. Uh, over 100 million tons of synthetic fertilizer are created every single year. This shit is so incredibly important. And it's, it's like I said, it's just that easy to get it. And Fritz is the one that figured out how to do it. Uh, he's he's praised for creating bread out of thin air, which is a the most perfect explanation of what he's done. Um, and like I said, it's seen as one of the most important technological advances in the 20th century. Uh, he's on cloud nine, and he's just as excited to have done it in Germany and with another German because this guy, like I said, he's more German than Jewish. Yeah. He is a fucking German patriot through and through. It puts German chemistry on the map. Holy like, shit. In yeah. a huge way. Um, so because of his success, over the next couple of months, he's doing interviews. He's he's like writing writing little articles and everything. Like he's blowing up and uh the University of Berlin reaches out to him and says, We want you to be a a chemistry professor here. We dig. want you to do your research under the University of Berlin. Who the fuck is he to say no? Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So he moves his his family out there. And I mean, he's everywhere. He's so busy seeing everybody. But as his fame increases, his love for Clara and Herman kind of falls to the side a little bit obviously because when you're so busy and suddenly you're this like overnight everything changes you may that, not that's adapt a well major, to that that's yeah. a major balance change in your life um so their relationship begins to struggle but Claire still really fucking cares about him um and i mean it's not like he's coming home and beating the shit out of him like he'll come home at night it's just He's, he's gone all he's the time. He's traveling. He's he's speaking all over Germany. He's speaking all across the the fucking world and teaching so many people how to literally save their populations. It's fair. Uh so his his important his importance to Germany starts to kind of go to his head. As as it would like as the his guy, tradition, the guy already has a fairly big ego. He's a socialite. Yeah, like as these things are coming in, he's like, "Oh, I'm more important. I'm I'm this big deal. I'm now speaking to the intellectuals that he dreamt of speaking to and working with in Germany. Now he's he's one of those intellectuals. Yeah, now like, now he's shit. drinking wine across a table with." five of them at once and they're all fawning over him so like things start blowing up for him and clara starts to kind of catch strays because of how because of how big fritz is a lot of people in this intellectual community and even outside of it start talking about how hey Maybe it was Fritz that wrote, like, her thesis. Maybe it was Fritz that did this for her. Maybe he wrote her lecture that she did last week. And it, I mean, imagine being a chemist. You're doing all of this research. You're taking care of your kid. And someone says, well, you know, you are living in your husband's shadow. And. Yeah, that's shitty. There's a chance that he's writing your shit for you. 
fucking heartbreaking. Assholes. Yeah, shitty. Especially because she can't ha- she can't do both things at the same time. Yeah, it's not like she can go on a speaking tour. Yeah, exactly. She can't Fritz. go do all this shit. Yeah, so she it's not that she holds this animosity deep down for Fritz, but it is starting to really weigh down on her. Um so a few more years go by and suddenly it's 1914. Ooh, good year. Great in, year. In 1914 in Germany, there's a slightly big war going on called War World War 1. The Great War. Yeah, the Great War. Uh so Clara who isn't seeing her husband insists that he doesn't get involved. She's like, "Look, I know how much you've done for Germany. I know how much Germany praises you for what you've done, but you cannot get involved with this. I barely see you as it is." And and I bet he's, what's the next big thing that I can yeah. you know, go on a new lecture tour for? His thing, he's so hell-bent on helping Germany and being this like German hero. Um, he signs the Manifesto of the 93. Now, uh, the Manifesto of the 93 uh, is 93 German intellectuals in art and science got together and signed it and basically said, hey... We support why Germany is in this war, and we don't think they did anything wrong. And we think that, like, anyone that's against us, they're just not correct. And they wrote this in 10 different languages. Sent it everywhere. And they probably also said, and fuck Gavrilo Prince. <laughs> let's let's bring in uh, yeah. the Serbs now. They were like, and by the way, England can suck a cock. Yeah. And Bosnia, just wait. <laughs> um, I'll actually, in September's Patreon exclusive, I'm going to talk about uh, the Manifesto of the 93, prominent names that signed it. Um, the controversy surrounding it, who didn't sign it, and then I'll, oh, Jesus, uh, I'll also be talking about other another couple things. So if you would like to hear more info on that specifically, Patreon. sign up for our Patreon. Uh, we'll have details at the end of the episode, or it's in the show notes. Um, so Fritz reaches out to Germany to sign up for duty, um, and... He says during peacetime, go to the trench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, during peace, so he says during peacetime, a scientist belongs to the world, but during wartime, he belongs to his country, which is Ooh. really fucking divisive. Ooh, um, that is very. I don't. You know, I don't know if I would agree with that. No, no, not so much. Oh, it's, kinda, it is a very mm, bad. I kind of think we're all humans. A bad over patriotic mm. take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I don't think that scientists should necessarily be involved in war. And, you know, the whole, the reason that the war started in the first place was, uh, you know, Gavrilo Princep shooting Archduke Franz Ferdinand and it spiraling out of control. It's a political war. The war happened because yeah. of tre- treaties and yeah. politics. This isn't this isn't just like, like a blatant misunderstanding and you're yeah. defending your country. Well, this isn't like this is... one country started scooping up land and you're defending yourself. Yeah, this is... This, this is, is a, a, a war of honor, essentially, which is the dumbest reason to go to war. God. So, yeah, bad take. Uh, but like I said, Fritz kind of has this, He's very this odd chip patriotic. on his shoulder. He's got this big ego that 
you know, I'm a German scientist now. I'm I'm not one of one of the normals out there. I'm not one of the poor's. Oh yeah. I'm one of the select few. I'm big. I'm, I'm a celeb. In his eyes, I'm he a Kardashian. Is now one of the ninety three. Like yeah. It it holds a lot of precedence if you are in that community. Oh yeah. So in his letter to the German leaders, he points out that in the creation of ammonia to make fertilizer, there's a significant amount of energy released when the nitrogen splits and binds with the hydrogen. So by reversing that chemical reaction, the energy release would be exactly the same because the nitrogen would snap together and like pop. So this is like he basically outlines all of this when he's signing up. He's like, this uh, is my plan. And he basically promises Germany all of the ammonia in his factories and says, I can make bombs that Germany can begin using. Okay, and- I was I was gonna say like I was gonna mention it earlier, but I'm like, I don't I don't think it's pertinent. Yeah, ammonia is a huge ingredient, not in it basically makes bombs bigger. Yeah. It's it's an oxidizer. So if you you know, fire or uh, explosives need energy, usually heat is that energy and like oxygen, you know, and fuel, of course. But that when you have an oxidizer, which nitrogen is one, you, it makes the fire or the explosion, the energy release bigger, much, yeah. much bigger. So many, many, many bombs. I'm pretty sure like the Oklahoma City bombing, that was huge. Utilized it, it utilized big old bags of ammonia. Yeah. So, uh, sorry. Sorry to sidetrack you. No, 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 no. You, you didn't. That's actually a perfect explanation because I know that in the title I say war criminal. This specific thing with the bombs is not the reason. However... The amount of people that are hurt by the bombs that are created by Fritz's ammonia factories is massive. Oh, it's yeah, in the millions. Sure. Like, uh, Germany fully utilized it. They were like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, let, why wouldn't we make our exploding <laughs> artillery shells from, way better than cannonballs? Yeah, and from a German factory oh, yeah. that says, hey, we know that we can't really focus on food production this year because we're in a war. So instead of all of this fertilizer that's going that was going to be made, now we just have excess ammonia. Well, and they don't have to, uh, don't have export to it. They don't have to export the they ammonia don't have to, to France fucking anymore. Pay for it. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it, it just makes sense that of course you're like, going to make your bombs bigger. He's not. He's not doing this to make a quick buck. I can almost guarantee that he was like, I volunteer it like. I yeah. will not. You be cover paying. costs, and yeah. that's it. Like yeah. I'll, I'll do it for pro Germany's, bono. Germany's going to take that offer ten out of ten times, um, especially early 1900s Germany. Yeah. So and, uh, yeah, it's it's huge, and uh, Germany. This makes it so that Germany can not only survive longer. Obviously, this isn't their saving grace. Um, these I mean, bombs specifically aren't going to win the war, but it's really going to extend their life to drag things out further while they figure out what's going to absolutely demolish the other side. Well, there are so yeah. many fucking allies fighting Germany that like to say, oh, yeah, well, you have a new way of making bombs. It's not going to solve 
your your problem, but like it buys you a hell of a lot of time yeah. with your journey. And, and it leads to the slowing down of troop advancement because you can artillery exactly. them huge. And it in a in a part, you know, it's one of the many factors that led to the trench warfare that ended up being so brutal in this yeah. war. All of the shelling and everything like that. Exactly. It. You you couldn't just be standing in a field. Yeah. You had to dig a trench. Oh, God. And those and, trenches are full of bodies. And and water and fungus and mm-hmm. disease and bacteria and shit and piss and blood and it's yeah. Yeah. It's World War dude, One is World fucked. War One is a is, dirty I, war. It's horrible. It's also one of my favorite topics to learn about. Like I, I listened to, there was like a twenty five hour podcast that I listened about World War One. I. I listened to it in a week. It is so good. I want to listen to it again you should, just you hearing about this. You should send it to this. me because I love I it. I will. I will. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll send it to you. And if you um, want to know what it is, DM me on Instagram. Yeah, there we go. Um, so yeah, this, this is big for Germany and it's big for Fritz. Fritz is oh, excited yeah. about this. He's a big scientist yeah. he, still. He know? gets accepted into his oh, his sure. application obviously um he goes home and he tells clara of his success oh, God, in helping nice. germany and she's just kind of it's like what the fuck did i just say to you yeah she's just left betrayed like maybe? lost and worried and confused as to who this man is this is 13 years that they've been married and within like one year he is well within like four years he's fully a changed person he's a totally different guy than the one that was so willing to just to wait like, 11 years to yeah, get married like yeah, holy wait shit. 11 years to get married pull back and change his social atmosphere so that they can both experience it make these these sacrifices so that they can both be happy he like He's totally a different, dude. different person. And she's just stunned. Um, she's always been a pacifist. Um, and to see her her brilliant chemist's husband change and go in such a like, hey, I can create bombs for us to win World War One. Like, it just breaks her heart. She's left stunned and heartbroken over this whole thing. Um and I mean, this is from a guy that just three years ago came up with a way to save populations. So many people. He solved world hunger, and now he's like, I know how to make a bomb doing exactly the opposite of what I was doing to save people, which is a really, really fucking wild switch. That it's yeah, exactly it's, it's the opposite. Very, yeah, exactly. It immediately switched to, eh, we'll yeah. bomb them. This this can create fertilizer, but it can also take lives. Yeah, like, exactly. God damn, dude. So, yeah, he he doesn't stop there. Um, they create these bombs. They're using them. They they start to turn the tide of the war a little bit more. They they gain back some of the ground, like you said. They start to push back the allies. Germany's oh, no. to the beginning of the war, they stomped the Allies. They basically did a single push yeah. that led to artillery distance to Paris before they started to get pushed back because of these bombs. Yeah. They took so it took a while for the I don't know, 
I guess allies isn't the right term, but the allies, yeah, yeah, the winners, yeah. to to adapt to this new warfare. This isn't the only thing. Oh, that no, made I'm sure. that huge push. I'm I'm one hundred percent sure. After it's not. these bombs were created, Fritz sits down and he says, "Okay, let's do more. I've, I've made this big contribution. What's the next step that I can take to become a German hero for the third time?" Yeah, let's keep do it. Let's keep this yeah. rolling. I mean, I've dipped my toes in it twice. Why not do it a third time? So he realizes that even though the bombs are an extension of Germany's life in this war, he's like, I need to find a way that Germany can win this. Because if anyone's going to be able to do it, it's going to be me. I solved world hunger. I solved us getting ahead in this war now i'm gonna solve the way to to end it and win it all so he realizes that one small chemical is gonna solve all his problems and make him germany's hero chlorine perfect so by adding his distilled ammonia he discovers how to create chlorine gas in mass and he has fucking factories dedicated to this perfect just what we need um he reaches out and says hey you know i think i know of a way that we can get this big push he reaches out to a handful of uh, german commanders and he says i need to figure out a way of testing chlorine gas surprisingly enough these German commanders say, fuck off. We really? are not we're not touching that with a 10-foot pole. I'm not letting you test chlorine fucking gas on any of my men. It's well, not I mean, going to yeah, happen. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the exclusive, I'll be talking a little bit about his testing, um, but he ends up finding some German commanders that are so fucking down and dirty that they're like, yeah. Fuck it. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he ends up killing a handful of Germans oh, yeah. testing testing this chlorine gas. Um, and suddenly it just takes off. Yeah. Germany Germany sees Germany sees results. They see that it's effective, and they're like, "Okay, let's let's do it." So once again, Clara discovers what Fritz has created and put together. And she comes out publicly and she condemns his work. She calls it a perversion of science, a sign of barbarity. Good, good lady. And Fritz comes out. And what do you think Fritz says? I'm divorcing you. No, he doesn't divorce her, but he accuses her of treason against the fatherland. Holy shit. In fucking World des, War One Germany. Des Sudetenland. So, Holy shit. There's that's this, gonna be a, a rough after dinner, like no TV, that's, no that's radio a rough during dinner. Oh uh, yeah, but at least so, during dinner you're gonna eat. This this is flipped their relationship upside down. Oh, I'm sure. Like yeah, and on a public scale, like it's not like oh you know she comes out publicly and says this and this and this, and people are like oh who the fuck is Clara Huber or Haber. People know who she is. Oh, yeah. Like, she's well-known 
in Germany. He's more well-known, but when your wife comes out and speaks publicly against a war crime that you're planning on committing, then yeah, yeah that's... people are kind of going to take notice. Yeah. Because you're being a piece of shit. A real piece of shit. Uh, him, not his wife. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, he's being an asshole, yeah. Of course, his response is to just travel more and more. The, the yeah. less time he's at home, the less they're going to be fighting about pacifism. <laughs> um, and they just aren't able to work through their, their differences. And I mean, this is a couple that fucking that really, gave a shit yeah. about each other. Which uh, is rare for that time yeah. period. So on April 22nd, 1915, after weeks and weeks of planning and watching wind direction on Germany's eastern front, France's western front, uh, Germany decides to finally put together Operation Disinfectant. Um, mm. Oh, I've with, heard of this. Yeah, with the wind at their back, 6,000 German tanks roll forward carrying 168 tons of chlorine gas. 168 tons. Tons. And, uh, tons of a gas. Yeah. You know how much gas weighs? <laughs> Put your hand out right now. How much does that weigh? How much does that weigh? <laughs> Nothing. Now imagine <laughs> that much. So Fritz Fritz is standing off to the side, and ultimately uh, this is his operation. He's been put in charge of this, so he's the one that's supposed to carry it out. So Fritz standing off to the side, smoking a cigar with his little round glasses. Uh, his toothbrush mustache. Sorry, yeah. wrong war. No, he, he did he have a toothbrush? Not a mustache? toothbrush, but it's a wide toothbrush. Oh, okay. Uh, puts up his puts up his hand, says out loud, "May God punish England." Uh, Holy which is shit! Germans, I... Germans' favorite Germany's favorite anti-British slogan during World War One. Imagine. You're all set up. You just have to give the order and you commit one of the, war, like a horrible war crime. And you say, uh, God's going to punish the other guys. And mind you. What the fuck? The, the other sides have known that this is bound to happen. They don't know what the fuck it is. They just know the chemical warfare is, it's on the brink. And he's had plenty of people, his wife included, like people from the other side that are reaching out saying you can't do this. Like, yeah, this is a literal war crime. You cannot fucking gas people on the war front. What? So you can't do that. He puts his hand up in the air, says, "May God punish England." And a fifteen-foot-high wall of gas washes over the battlefield. And then one of them puts a fan on the trench in yeah, front of right? him. Uh, screams of horror and pain are coming from everywhere in its wake. Plants and leaves are crumbling before their eyes because this is a, like, this shit kills shit is melting everything, everything. in its yeah. path. The wounded, whether they're German, French, English, are all dying and coughing up blood if they weren't already. Their eyes are basically melting out of their fucking skull. Everyone is starting to breathe in what is now at sunset. The sun's hitting it just right, and it's got this pinkish hue. Mm. And it's burning through people's bodies. People are ripping their clothing off, 
slapping their chest, scratching at their their chest, trying to breathe. Any chance of breathing. They're not going to survive. This is fucking chlorine gas. Yeah, this is... They're uh, well done for. They're melting their, their airway tract. Like, this, this, their like, lungs are filling with the fluid oh, that yeah. is leaking from inside their body. Like, they're bleeding and oozing into their own lungs. This entire cloud of gas is moving faster than people can run. If you're seeing it, you're very likely you're already, already dead. dead. Yeah, It pushes the front line, or like the main line, six kilometers back. Ooh. Germany just gained over five kilometers in one massive gas. Like... Plus, this so the, is yeah. Germany. The German commanders that are seeing this are in awe because this has fully changed the tide of war. Oh, this is exactly what you were it. saying. This is 1915. This is a year into World War One, and suddenly Germany's looking a hell of a lot harder to beat. Yeah, they're they're switching. It switches up from the stalemate that had started at that point to oh, now we can just. Push a line back six kilometers. You know and what happens when you push it again tomorrow. A, just one second. The whole point, you know, of the trench warfare is that if, even if one group pushed through, they would end up being surrounded. Yeah. But when you push them back with gas, that leaves you can basically flank the two sides who didn't get gassed, and it opens up this huge <sighs> opportunity fucked. for attack. Oh, it's it's hugely all, fucked. All through a fucking war crime. Oh yeah. Proposed by Fritz himself. Fritz, you know the the man who saved the world of hunger, uh, the the incestuous, <laughs> yeah, uh, fucking baby that saved that solved world hunger. So almost six thousand men die that day, not including how many German men were probably trapped in there. I'm sure they didn't take that into account oh, at no. all. I'm sure they didn't um, care. And Haber is promoted to captain. And oh, that's all you have to do is commit a war crime yeah. and you become a captain? The worst is uh, after he's promoted, he says, if you want to win the war, then please wage chemical warfare with conviction. Um, yeah, exactly. You know that thing that's been banned since then? Yeah. Yeah, he really doubled down on that. Uh, about a week later, uh, a dinner party is held at his house in his honor. Um, <laughs> Let's celebrate this. Yeah, the highest- the fuck? The highest German officials attend, as well as many, many, many prominent German figures. I mean, this is like everyone who's oh, yeah. a somebody is at this party in Germany. Um, and Clara is there, and she's furious. Oh, she's heartbroken. She doesn't even know what to think of Fritz. And she hardly speaks a word to anyone at this party. She is a shell of herself. Um, halfway through the party, Clara walks up to Fritz, and he's kind of in the middle of the room, and she loudly just walks up and says, you know, you're so morally bankrupt. And Hell I'm sure yeah. she's in tears. Um, because She says he's morally bankrupt, and he's a monster in her eyes, and Fritz doesn't even look at her. Oh, doesn't sure. even look her way. And he says to his little group of friends, the group that he's standing around, that she's an enemy of Germany, and there's nothing wrong with him serving his country. 
As the guests leave, uh, Fritz and Clara retreat to bed. Both of them... It's two separate rooms at this point, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, little to nothing is said between between them. Um, and uh, they they both fall asleep, or at least Fritz falls asleep. Yeah, because he doesn't have anything weighing on his conscience. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> what conscience? Yeah. Um, Clara sneaks into Fritz's room. She reaches into his army duds and finds his German-issued revolver. Uh, and she heads out to the garden. Perfect. She takes it out, aims it at her heart, and she fires and kills herself. Damn. Herman, her now 13-year-old son, awakes. Uh, he he hears the gunshot. Oh, for some reason, I still imagined he was a baby. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is like, yeah, he's like 13. That's thir- 13 years old. He hears the gunshot, rushes outside to the garden where he hears it, and he finds his mom. Uh, and luckily, he made it in time just long enough for her to still be alive. Uh, but she dies in her son's arms. Um, and he's left there holding his lifeless mother. You mean the only parent that he's had this whole time, pretty much. Um, so Fritz wakes up the next morning, tells Herman to take care of it because he needs to leave to the Eastern front tomorrow because he has another gas attack that he's got to send out. Damn, doesn't even do shit. And leaves. Jesus. Um, Herman is heartbroken. She was a traitor anyway. Just dump her in the back. Yeah, this weighs on Herman. For the rest of his life. I'm sure. Is the way that Fritz acted today. May May 1st, 1915. May 2nd, actually. Um, So Fritz goes. He does his other gas attack. And it kind of continues for a little while. Until the Allies discover a way to more or less filter out the gas with new mask cartridges and they effectively stop Germany from winning the war by stopping this gas, these war crimes that are happening over and over and over to everyone else in the world. Yeah. Um, all in all, over 100,000 people died of the gas attacks in the war. One million were wounded uh, by it. Fritz's bombs killed millions countless millions like, more i'm sure we couldn't even get a fucking quantifiable like yeah you, you, you have to even, there's no way you no, could figure out how many people those bombed bombs you just have to okay 90 percent of people like yeah. you know you just have to figure out like how many people got shot subtract that from the total number of the war <laughs> yeah. everything else is him essentially um so as fritz becomes useless to germany again yeah all what's he he gonna do some lecture tours now (laughs) yeah right all all he can think about is clara oh yeah Um, oh he's feeling some remorse now so jesus uh, what an asshole he said i hear in my heart the words that poor woman once said i see her head emerging from between telegrams and i suffer he sees her everywhere because he knows what he did yeah he fucked up um He's realizing now that her warnings and her concerns were always, always right. And over the next five years, um, he focuses on what confused the shit out of me, uh, extracting trace amounts of gold from the ocean. 
and the sea and anywhere that he can figure it out. Yeah. Because yeah. his focus is, he basically says, it's my fault that Germany has to pay reparations. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to pay it off myself. And so he goes on this big push to find gold where it hardly is. Well, the the thing is, is you know, in general, you can find trace elements of anything literally everywhere oh, yeah. in tiny amounts. If you could come up with a way to just filter through dirt and only take gold out of it, yeah, cool. you make a lot of money. But the process to actually do it because it's such a tiny amount, yeah, you're not going to get anything. You'll never get a return. Um, so yeah, he focuses focuses on this for the next five years, and during that time, in 1918, uh, Fritz Haber wins the Nobel Peace Prize for his work in extracting virtually fertilizer from air. So the man that's Killed well over a hundred thousand people at this point is just got the peace prize, Nobel Peace Prize. But it's for the earlier work. Yeah, yeah. he still shouldn't have gotten it. It's though. for it's for nineteen eleven, Fritz. Yeah, um, he's changed. So uh, no, over the next couple of years, he just is scraping by. He's trying to figure out what the fuck he's going to do, and then nineteen thirties Germany hits. Ooh, um, depression, inflation. <laughs> Uh, so radicalization, <laughs> uh, right around the same time, Herman runs away to America. Um, obviously. Yeah. And his uh, money isn't worth shit yeah, anymore. He, he actually ended up taking his own life while he was in America. Um, spoilers. I, I will happily attribute that solely to Fritz. Um, and Fritz's factories are pushed to fire all Jews. Now, Fritz hired almost specifically Jewish people in his factories. Um, 75% of his employees are Jewish. And he refuses. And so the Nazis' response is to accuse him of harboring and protecting Jews. Um, they call him Haber the Jew because... I mean, that was his, that was yeah. old Fritz, you know, that's what the paperwork's going to show. So after years and tons of Nazi harassment and threats, um, he decides to flee Germany and, uh, he figures the best place to go to stay away from all this is, um, he goes to Cambridge in England applies for a professor position may god punish the brits or yeah, whatever may, may may what was it let's see may god punish england um yeah. so he contacts cambridge and he says hey um i would like to be a professor there and they say yeah come on in and they say yeah we uh, do you like swimming pools there's yeah. a lot of chlorine yeah, in them right? how are you at uh mopping floors um they bring him in they sit him down and they tell him that they would never, ever hire a war criminal like him. Hell yeah. He is stunned. They tell him... I like that they called him in to say this. I like, love it. I it's love ballsy. It. I love that. Uh, he's shocked. And they say, you know, you're the father of chemical warfare. Yeah, like... You're yeah, the fertilizer never... thing was cool, but you kind of contra contradicted yeah. it. Any... Any 
intellectual position you ever try to to fit into outside of Germany, good luck. Yeah. Um, you are never going to be welcome in England. You're never going to be welcome in France. Fuck off. Hell yeah. Uh, so over the next couple of years, he just wanders Europe and he's doing little side jobs. He's trying to catch any hey fucking job that he can How find. He has fallen. Nobel Peace Prize in his back pocket. War crimes in the other. Um, and in 1934 in Switzerland, he is found dead of heart failure alone in a hotel room. Nice. And uh, in his own labs in the 1920s, um, Zyklon B was being created. Uh, he wasn't running the labs at this point because he was focused on his work with the gold and everything. Still his lab. <laughs> Still his lab, yes. Um, and they they created Zyklon B utilizing his own chlorine gas formula. The biggest difference was that with this chlorine gas, it would give, like, it's like natural gas. You get that weird smell mm -hmm. where that's like your warning sign. Zyklon B eliminates that weird smell that you get from chlorine gas so that you don't have a warning sign. Perfect. Um, and then after Zyklon B was created in his labs, it was handed over to the Nazis and it was issued to concentration camps. And many of Fritz's nieces and nephews and friends and about six million others. And all of his employees from yeah, before. Were all killed by his own creation. So the man that may have solved world hunger also is responsible for the gassing in the Holocaust. Perfect. And if he had only listened to his wife. To his goddamn wife, <laughs> who was also a genius this. chemist, they could have done a lot of good for the world. They could have actually solved world hunger. Oh, yeah, they could have done so much more. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. The, the story of fucking Fritz Haber, man. What a piece of shit. Really? I've heard of him before. Yep. And this is it's perfect. All the details I, I needed and I wanted. <laughs> damn. So, yeah. Uh, if you hit success, don't become a patriot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a that's a pretty good uh, thing. Don't get political because you'll go fascist real quick. They'll turn you. Oh yeah. All right, you got uh, that Patreon pulled up. I guess up. so. Um uh as always, if you guys do decide to subscribe, go over to us on patreoncom pressure. We have a monthly exclusive that we release and like I said, it's going to be related uh, to this. Yeah, it's related to this episode. Um, we do some sloppy seconds on there, which there will be more on the way for those. Uh, AJ has a series called Voices, and we've got an inside look at the studio. So go check it out. It's cheap, but if you can't afford it in your budget, no hard feelings. We're just glad that you're here. But at, at the very least, just go click around on it. We'd appreciate it. And if you don't want to worry about a monthly subscription... Go to our website, pointsopressure.com. Go to our support us page, and we've got a couple other options for stuff on there, too. 
Yeah. Take it away. If you uh, if you do the the support options, you can designate what the donation is for. So if you send us what like nine dollars, we will get any choice of beer that you suggest. Yeah, or and whatever. We'll drink it on the show. We will drink whatever chlorine. it is. Chlorine. We will, we will drink Zyklon B if you request it. Yeah, if you request it and pay for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we've got the. We'll drink Jamestown Kool Aid. I don't give a okay. fuck. Okay, <laughs> this is totally not related, and most people skip this part. But I've been looking for Flavor Aid on eBay, and mm-hmm. I found some. That it's it's the that's same. a little bit before the time period, but I got to do a little more research because I'm going to try to buy some. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a taste test since I since I now have the fucking green light for sports episodes. Mm-hmm. There is a sports episode, and I'm not going to give anything away, but there's a sports episode that would have to do with Jonestown. Fuck yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. I, I saw something for it a couple weeks ago, and I was like, no fucking way. Oh, dude. So, I don't that know one, what it is. That one's definitely going to be coming up. I don't know what it is, but recently I've been getting episode ideas just hand-fed oh, to me same. like nothing. Same. Out of Like this whole year, I feel like I've been- working hard to try to find something and then out of nowhere i'm like oh shit i have like six things to do yeah all right so the 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 board sorry for that um mini d and toddle waddle thank you guys for allowing us to talk about you're the best uh, thank you for not gassing us this week yeah it's crazy uh mini d is actually the one that insisted on us doing humanitarian work and toddle waddle was the one that was like, hey, this episode would be great for war crimes. So yeah. we decided to mix the two ideas. It's perfect. And, and it worked out this time. <laughs> just just like it worked out for for, uh, for, Fritz. for Fritz. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've got Abby, AJ's third nut, Kitty Titties, Thomas, <laughs> Weston, Dark Runner, D's Nuts, G-Dog, Hayden, Laura Ravo and Lindo. Thank you guys so much for, for sticking around and supporting yeah, us. That's a great shit. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. And as always, if you guys ever have any ideas for episodes or you want to recommend movies, TV shows, books, movies, music, anything at all, by all means, reach out to us on Instagram at points of pressure. Email us at ppdnaj at gmail.com or go to our website, pointsopressure.com, and leave us a voicemail or an email. We'll catch you next Monday.